Good morning, ladies and gentlemen out there in uh, podcast land. Uh, today is uh, like 26th of October, maybe 25th, I'm not sure. Uh, 8.30 in the morning. It's your boy, the D is silent, coming at you with another episode here and just shooting the shit, you know. But, okay, so let's let's do a little movie talk here. Before I get into uh, another topic, you know, a little, little thirty-minute segment here. Uh, I went to go see the movie Dune, D-U-N-E, with I think it's like Josh Brolin. It's fucking uh, the girl from Spider-Man. Uh, Thanos. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name off the top of my head. It's, um, I think it's Benicio Del Toro's there, if I'm not mistaken. It's also got Dr. <laughs> Dr. Sullivan from, or whatever the doctor's name is from the MCU. This was like a big MCU movie that wasn't an MCU movie. Uh, but okay, let's, let's talk about it. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about Dune, the movie. If you guys have seen it, if you guys have not, uh, it's kind of hard. You kind of can't spoil it. Nothing. I'm gonna just say this: the movie visually was very, very beautifully done. Uh, I like the the clean sleekness of it all. It kind of reminded me of a giant car commercial, like one of those Audi commercials or one of those, like you know, Cadillac commercials. It kind of reminded me of like this. Slick, very clean, very. I mean, by this, that, that that's what they were going for. Kind of like is very heavily into like cleanliness. It would almost say you got a little bit of Japanese influence there. Uh, a little bit of the Japanese culture. If you watch Japanese uh, animes or whatever, it's very minimalistic. Very, you know, not so much chaos and clutter and fluff. A little bit more of like a low, a low center of gravity, you know, thing. You know, kind of reminds me of I don't know if you guys ever watched that movie Hero, Jet Li I think it is, or whatever that movie is. It's kind of reminds me of a lot like that. Um, and also, uh, audibly pretty good too I mean they had a lot of big music a big sound to it kind of made everything seem a little bit more dramatic however there was way too much slow motion and there was just a lot going on uh kind of hard to explain like Like, I watched the movie, okay? It just was just very slow-paced. Very slow-paced. Uh, almost to the point where I was like, they could have left out some of the stuff that was going on. Probably could have left out a good third of the movie. And I still would have gotten the gist of the movie. Um, and the movie is two and a half hours long, I think. Almost three hours long. After you're in the movie theater, three and a half hours actually. I just felt it was really slow paced. I, I mean, if you like, I, I thought the movie was. I didn't know what to expect. The movie. I never read the books. I think there's, I think there's a little mini series about it somewhere. I never watched none of it. All I knew about it was it had to do with space, and it was like there was a war. That's what the trailers showed, and it was a big ass creature. So I was like, okay, I'll go watch it. It seems kind of interesting. I haven't watched the movie since, like, Shang-Chi or, or actually, that's not true, since Venom. So I was like, okay, and I like going to movies, so I wanted to go watch it. I was like, okay, it seems like, you know, matinee, I went to the matinee. Matinee, whatever, matinee. It's like 20 bucks for me and my girlfriend to go. Uh, watch it, so I was like, oh, good, 20 bucks, not that big of, not that 
you know, the movie's, that's what I was thinking, if the movie's no good, it's a little 20 bucks. Yeah, another little 20, you know, little 20. Not that, not bad. Wanna go watch it, you know. But I was kind of thinking, like, there was gonna be, because it made it seem like there was a lot of fighting in the trailers. And I gotta say that there was, again, minimal fighting. And a lot of slow motion, a lot of, like, I guess a lot of things happen that how are, I mean, I guess the parts two and three or four, however many movies are going to perhaps make of this, are going to be better. I mean, maybe this is Lord of the Rings 1, but I don't think Lord of the Rings 1 was as slow-paced as this, um, nor was, like, Harry Potter or, or even Star Wars 1. You know, the OGs, part, uh, A New Hope. I don't really feel that this, or The Matrix 1, you know, the trilogy wasn't this slow either. And The Matrix 1 was more or less slow motion. Uh, so I just think, I just think they kind of dropped the ball on that aspect of the movie. Like, and I know there's a lot of, a lot of people die I mean, again, it's kind of like those are just to change the story of what's happening, not necessarily like a part of the focus of the movie. So, with all that said, I mean, I like the movie. I just, I thought it was really slow. Like, I would not even have to watch it again in order to watch part two. Like, and I probably wouldn't because nothing actually happens. That's why I was wondering if and when uh, a movie was actually going to be shown. The, you know what this is, what Dune, Dune Part 1 is. I'm going to straight up tell you what it is. It's, you know how in the beginning of a video game, like Skyrim, <laughs> and they tell you, you can be uh, an elf, and he comes with uh, heavy armor, he comes with the ability to talk elf, and he, and they run his little, uh, you know, the guy's bobbing and weaving back and forth like a, you know. And then you're like, well, I don't want to be the elves because, you know, let me look at this. And suddenly you find yourselves looking at a dwarf. And you're like, oh, he can, he can wear dwarven armor. And he's got plus 20 to the dwarven armor. And, you know, and he comes with a special ability. And then you're like, well, okay, well, I don't want to be the dwarves because I don't just don't. So you're like, well... I can be uh, a wizard, and you go to cook the wizard, and he's like, "Yeah, he, his defense is sh- shit, but he's, you know, he's he's got cure medicine, he's got infinite range of the magic, and he can summon the dark arts, and his um, plus, he's got magic defense. So you're like, wow, the wizard might be a good class, and then you are like, oh, okay, well let me go to the archers." <laughs> And then he's like looking at the archers, like again they have weak defense, but they can wear light armor. But they got they got the sneak ability, like you know, they can take a deep breath and like be undetected, but they, they can sneak. That's their bonus. And then you go to the brute, the brutes, you know, you go to the orc section. This, this is what Dune is, part one, anyways. It literally just is like this is who's the, who's in the story. This is what's going on. And that is literally it. And that, and this is why I think the movie is really slow because they could have done this in like about an hour. I, I really feel like everything that happened in the movie could have been done in an hour. I don't know why they decided to make it two and a half hours long. Um, that's my one knock against the movie, but I did like it. I mean, it looked really good. It actually, what you see in the trailer is how the whole movie is. is really, it looks really good. Nothing looks overly fake. Uh, Shai Hulud, the creature. I wish they showed more of it. That's kind of one of the things I wanted to see in the movie with some big ass fucking animals. I don't know. I like kaiju in general, so I'm always kind of like when I see something like that. And I know a lot of producers pull punches on there, like they don't want to show up beasts like that, like the Kraken and and Pirates. But the pirate movie was really good. Outside, then they threw in a Kraken. 
and Davy Jones and so on and so forth. Um, so, with all that said, I mean, I don't really know if I can get into all the details of it, but I guess this is kind of, I mean, you can kind of say it's like a Game of Thrones-ish, but it's all, to me, it also reminds me heavily, heavily of like a Godfather type of movie, um, where you got different households, and I know, I see the house, they kind of, the house of the Betrays and the house of the Harkin, to me, that kind of screams Game of Thrones-ish, because everybody was a house of whatever, but that's very old motif, uh, that is represented in other ways. The Godfather, you know, you got the families. You got, you know, different heads of the family. Uh, to me, this is more Godfather-ish than, let's say, a, uh, you know... Then I, I mean, I don't know. I never watched Game of Thrones, but I think this is more Godfather-ish in the fact that this has a lot more to do with economics and also power, because well, they explicitly tell you that in the beginning, the house of the heroines or harlequins, I forget who they are, the bald dudes, uh, they were in control of the spice fields, which spice to me, I know, I know everybody wants to make the conclusion that it's uh, feel like it's oil, but it's not. I think it's more of a commodity like cocaine. If you think about cocaine and what it does, uh, you know, or or marijuana is actually probably the better. Marijuana throughout civilization has been a sacred plant. There's a lot of sacred plants, especially if you look at Native Indian tribes, which is kind of what I was thinking. I was like, you know what? Because they dropped that little hint that it's a psychedelic, um, you know, kind of it can have a psychedelic effect and the, and the locals see it as like something to spiritually connect themselves to the world which is uh, that, ex, that explicitly is a very uh, it's not just Native American but a very Indian culturesque and that has, you know marijuana has a lot of, has a lot to do with that um, especially like if you if you just watch any ancient alien in, or any Native American background, so you see that they're one with the earth and, and a, you know, what we would consider a drug is what they consider, you know, something to get into touch with their ancestors, you know, to, you know, and I can totally understand that because you ever smoke weed and get stoned and you just start thinking, or even shrooms to that, to that effect. You ever just start opening your, expanding your mind, like, what is this universe? You know, it's a gateway to open, you know, if you've ever been to Meow Wolf or Area 15, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you just open your mind to the infinite possibilities of what's out there and things that can happen. And that's kind of what the spice is. However, they, they do also hook you into believing that it is a fuel, which would be kind of like oil. It's a combination. But I would, I want to say that it's more on the drug side. Or more on like the psycho-reactive side, marijuana is probably, even though they're using it for fuel, which you can burn it. That's why I kind of think it's kind of like marijuana; you can burn it and use it in that aspect. Uh, the House of Heroin, they they dominated, it. and they said that. I mean, I, like I said, I never read the books, so I don't really know. I'm drawing my own conclusions to what's going to happen and what I think is going to happen. And I want to see how lazy writing or how efficient the writing is in the movie. Because if you're going to throw a movie at me like this, I mean, you got to come at me with a great story. Because now I'm going to fucking flame in the next one. But, okay, so there's a House of Heart, there's a House of Atreides, which is where your main character lies. And his dad, and I, I knew the dad was going to die. I absolutely knew that the dad was going to die. Like, when he went to the, to the little um, gravesite where they talked about the granddad was fighting bulls, and that's kind of like their thing. And I understand, I understand what they're trying to do with that symbolism right there. Like, 
okay, they're the bullfighter and they're trying to fight the bull. They're the little person versus a really big creature and they, they're not afraid of it and they, they can do it. And I think that's relays into the emperor-esque. That's kind of what they're trying to symbolize there. Uh, but then again, you know, the dad, the dad had to die. I knew the dad was going to die. I thought he was going to die in a different way, but I knew the dad was going to die. So I, I was like, okay, that makes sense. And it just, you know, and then I, the only real major twist that I didn't see coming was the house of Harwin. I don't know what the house is called. I didn't know that he was a cousin, which kind of made that a little interesting. But then again, I see it. You know, play out day to day. So, oh, there. Oh, okay, that he's the cut. There's cousins, and then there's a uh, the Jesuits or whatever. Uh, they're witches. So there's like four or five, and there possibly could be upwards of I don't know, ten uh, houses. I mean, or factions, all vying to one up each other. But they they talk about the emperor. And they talk about the Imperium or, or whatever. Uh, and there's also another army out there. That sh- I don't know what they're called. Every name was kind of out there, like way out there for me to pronounce. The Shadar army or something. So there's them peoples. Uh, and... Each one is politicking around for each other. And just like, to me, it's just like the Godfather. That's what kind of where I'm like, okay, this is where... I, I know a lot of people have said Game of Thrones is what Dune is. It's Game of Thrones in space, but it's not. It's it's the Godfather, but in space. See, if you think back, back to Godfather 1, what was the main problem? The families were together until the drugs came into play. And the amount of money... And that's exactly what happened with, uh, they explicitly tell you that the ball dudes were in control of the spice fields and they gained so much wealth and got so much power that they probably rivaled the empire or the emperor himself, which nobody knows who the emperor is. And and all spice is used for intergalactic travel, whatever. Um, But they explicitly tell you that they became so rich that... They pretty much rivaled the emperor, you know, or he became almost as rich. And that's just exactly what happened to the Godfather that, you know, Don Corleone was, you know, the big baddie. And then they just made a play on the drugs. Um, And all of a sudden, the other heads of the family had enough money to rival Don Corleone's family, and they were almost to the point of untouchable themselves. I forget who rivaled him, but they talk about that too. They eventually have the meeting, and then he eventually tells them, look, and the same thing with the son. They didn't want his son harmed. They didn't want Michael Corleone touched. If if his plane were to go down in a lightning storm, he would be very suspicious. You know, he's not a superstitious man, but, you know, he was to be if his car was to get into an accident on the way to the airport, um, he knew. And that is explicitly s- stated again in this movie where they tell him, you do not touch the mother, you do not touch the son. Kill off everybody else, but leave them intact. And that kind of plays out. Now, there's a different twist, but this to me is kind of like the Godfather, so I'm kind of expecting the kid... To have a cruel fate towards the end, um, and I kind of, I'm kind of wondering now. Uh, like I said, based on the right, I don't know how the story goes. I don't know if they can throw in an extra wrinkle or layer somewhere else in there, but uh, obviously, it, it. I mean, it's pretty much obvious at this point that you know. I think the mother is going to die or probably become a slave off somewhere else or get abandoned at one point. I think it's 
kind of obvious now too that um, the house of retreat. He probably, you know, I don't think he's going to. I don't know if he's going to take control of his whole tribe or not. I don't know if he can ascend to the Don status like they want him to. Um, but I think the 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 all spice, uh, the spice, whatever it is. I think that's going to eventually, you know, they're going to use it more in the psychedelic uh, avenues. They're going to they're going to try to use it more as a drug than fuel. Um, but I think I think that planet is toast. And the ones with the Furman are on. I think it's toast. I know they think that he's going to liberate them, but I think the planet is toast. I think the Shai Halud are going to eventually, you know, not allow anybody to roam. And that was the problem to begin with. They're going to not allow anybody just to have the planet. And the Furman are going to be the last people that they probably... And I kind of wonder if they're going to eventually extract it out of the Furman people. Uh, that would be kind of interesting. That would be a, a sweet take on it. Uh, but obviously there's a war coming. They don't. We don't know who. They said the Emperor picked a side. I don't really see that as uh, wholly true. I'm kind of wondering if they're going to ever show the Emperor. Uh, and I think it's kind of obvious that the Emperor is probably female. But I could be wrong there. I got the distinct uh, notion that the emperor is female. We're going to get one of our first major, perhaps, female all-time villains, perhaps. That's what I was kind of thinking. Because if you look at all the females, there are a lot of, it's a lot of heavy, heavy centered on the females being very powerful, uh, especially with the, the Jesuits out there. So it'd be a very, it'd be very interesting to see. I, but I, like I said, this part one, it was very fun to watch uh, or look at and then hear, but it was just kind of slow. Like I, I really feel that they could have added all this story in a much faster pace. Much, much faster pace. It was kind of so slow pace. I was kind of thinking like, damn, I knew, I knew like halfway through the movie, they weren't going to get nowhere near finishing anything. That's why I was like, okay, well... You know, okay. And then his visions, I think, I don't think he's the only one that has visions. That kid is not the only one having visions. So I, I don't know. Again, there, to me, it seems a little lazy, the writing. Like, how could nobody, you know, know what was happening besides him? Like, nobody else knew that? Like, these visions happen everywhere else. So, you know, so I was like, okay. So there's some things I liked about it, some things I, I didn't, but overall, it was an okay movie. Uh, like I said, I probably wouldn't need to watch it a second time. They just get, they probably just start off the second movie, and I would be like, oh yeah, that guy's from here, that guy's from there. Yeah, his dad died, and they're fighting, they're beefing because they're beefing. That literally be, that literally is what I just summed it up there. The dad's, the dude's, the the dude's dad died. Uh, they killed off his best bodyguards. Uh, maybe Thanos survived. I'm not sure. Uh, the bald dudes hate the Atreides because they try to take over the spice fields. Um, and that's pretty much it. And, you know, the mom and the son are kind of like, you know, kind of like, They're kind of like, you know, um, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's like there's not much of the story that they got into. You know, they, they talked a lot of story, but they didn't really talk that much. So, regardless of what happens, I mean, it is what it is. Let's see. We'll see what happens on a part two. But, again, I mean, if you really like the movie, I'm sure this is a really good movie. It looked really good. And it was really, you know, really well done in that aspect. But aside from that, uh, we're probably going to do a little album review here shortly. So I'm, I just got here to work. 
So I'm about to end this episode, this part here, and I'll catch you guys in a little bit. All right, hang tight. Yo, what's up, everybody? So I'm back. I'm back in the saddle again. And uh, I'm just getting off work. It's about 2 o'clock. I'm going to head home now. Uh, finish doing what I had to do. Got everything that I want to get done accomplished. And uh, I'm going to go. So with that said, let's, let's talk about uh, I had never seen. We're going to stick to movies for a minute. I had never seen, nor did I. I think that by the time it was a thing, I was already like, bro, I didn't even see part one or, t- or two or even the third. Uh, the Hunger Games, which I think I watched on Hulu. Uh, you have all four, so I was glad that they had all four that I could just sit there and binge all four. Um, but yeah, the, the Hunger Games on Hulu. I don't know if they're only exclusively on Hulu or not, but I got to kind of say, you know, um, overall, I like the, I like the, the movie. Again, I probably... If we're going to stick to Dune, I'll probably give Dune, like, only, like, a seven. I'll give it about the same as Venom. Probably, like, a high, like, a high D plus or maybe even, like, a C minus somewhere right there. But it doesn't get, I can't say it's a seven and a half because they're literally no movies. So, I mean, it's, I give it a seven. Uh Motherfuckers can hate me years later, but I, I only give Dune Part 1 to 7. It's not that good. It's not as good as everybody makes it out to be. So, but The Hunger Games, uh, I watched parts 1 through 4. Um, and I gotta say, Part 1 probably was better than Dune, Dune Part 1, by a long shot. Uh, I kind of like, there's some things I liked about The Hunger Games, some things I didn't like overall, but I mean, I'm speaking, I'm going to have to speak in generalities, because each movie deserves its own talk through, but I got to talk through about all four, it was shot, so, um, let's start here, Hunger Games, Uh, overall, I like the the premise of the story, kind of reminded me of, um, of like, Black Mirror, in, in a sense, maybe Black Mirror shocked him, but, I like Black Mirror, and then I, and it kind of reminded me of what is the Lord of the Flies, or that kids book where they have to survive on the island by killing each other. Maybe it's a newer adaptation of that. Um, but really, I really overall, I overall like the premise of it because, to me, that's kind of how, you know, I, I kind of think that this day and age, this world we live in, has gotten away from. Things like the guillotine and uh, beheadings and, and things of the nature, you know, the firing squad, the electric chair, we've steered so far away from that, that I believe, and it's not, I, there's many forms of justice, but I believe some criminals, the majority, like some of the bad, bad apples, just are not afraid of doing a lifetime in prison. They're really not. That it's almost you know, and, and I got, I know people personally, my personal life, family that is just institutionalized. You know, you go and you go and you still you point a gun at a guy at a cash register and you, and you say, "Give me all your money." And you know, the you if you get caught, you get locked up. What are you gonna do? Like a couple years? It's not even an attempted murder. It's just a robbery. It goes down as robbery with the weapon. It's not even assault with a deadly weapon. Uh, and you get out in a couple of years. People are not afraid of that. Especially if you're homeless or you're, you know, you're just out there, just, you know, you know, not giving a fuck. You're homeless, you know, you're living day to day, you know, panhandling for money or you have to steal to eat. I, I get it. Like, jail time doesn't really scare you because what, is it, what are they going to do? house you and feed you, you know, and all you got to put up with is, uh, you know, fighting a motherfucker or a little, uh, anal sex here and there, like, literally, that doesn't scare a lot of people, and, and it scares even the main guys who know that, okay, I can commit fucking 14 rapes and fucking, and slaughter people and, you know, run up 
run up in a school and shoot the fucking place up. Because what's going to happen to you? You just spend the rest of your life in jail. You already hated the world. Uh, you know, you go to jail. I mean, and everybody on the outside, us, us, the general population, oh, if he goes to jail, he goes to prison, they're going to fuck him in the ass every day, and he's a walking dead man, and this and that. But it's not even, like, that is a little bit true, but it's not like that, like that, 100%. Like, as we all know. Cops go to prison, too, and it's not like that either. Like, you know, it's, it is a little bit. Obviously, you got to watch your back. Obviously, you know, the worst of the worst is the worst of the worst. And, you know, some people are like, fuck, like, I wouldn't want to be locked up there because you, you're a little scared. But if you're already a killer, you don't give a fuck. You're already, you're in there with other killers. There is no code amongst killers. See, this is where the military, again, has it fucked up. There is no golden code. There is no differentiating. A military man could walk up, you know, the military was most recently in Afghanistan, could walk up to a motherfucker and blow his fucking brains out because he, he had a bomb strapped to his chest or he was threatening or he shot at you know, the American military. What's the difference between a guy who's done that 20 times for the United States military blowing a motherfucker's brains right out from fucking his, ended his life, fucking shot him six times in the chest, and the police too do it too. What's the difference between that and a guy who fucking, uh, or a woman whose husband's cheating on her and she gets a gun and fucking blows his brains out, splatters his brings to on the wall what's the difference what really is the difference what that the united states military said that these people are bad and la da la da 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 and this and that and the other thing okay well how do you know that that guy's bad you know i understand i understand i understand it so what i'm saying if i'm saying anything at all is a lot of criminals are laxed and i kind of feel like the hunger games had a point when they said look we're going to remind everybody year in and year out for public display what it was they came from when there was war out and the and there was no peace and people were killing each other uh left and right for a struggle for power you know or to dominate the lands you know i i completely understand that because you know they first that would have been one thing if it was adults doing it like an adult type of gladiator but it really didn't adult gladiators gladiators of that nature like the old i think it was a more of an entertainment type of deal like we have boxing and stuff now that's almost that's just a few punches away from actual a brutal murder in the ring you know we have ufc it's mixed martial arts you know it's really close to actually if you actually let people just fucking with no referee and no rules just fucking kill each other that would happen in the ring but I, th- I see that more as an entertainment. But could you imagine if you put your kids to the similar contest that you've raised and, you, and it's at random and the, and the gravity of it pulls you in more because you're like, fuck, these kids age from, I don't know what's their age. I think they're from like 10, 11, 12, all the way up to 18. It's like, they called it the reaping. And it was to remind the districts, to remind everybody, look, we have these games because this is what we came from. We came from this hostel. And it, and it serves as a reminder. You don't, you know, most of the parents, most of the parents of the general population now don't want their kids, you know, to get shot up in the school. They don't want them molested. They don't want them killed. They don't want anything. They don't want them, their lives taken from them. They do anything but have that happen. And I like that, that, that that's written in there. I really do. I really like that. Like, the Hunger Games, supposedly, it was to keep the people in line. And really, in reality, governments around the world are, are just a hair away from being out of line. And they can control their populace, you know. And there, a revolution can happen in any country. But, you know, in the Hunger Games, so they pick up these kids and obviously get introduced to Katniss. Um, and I don't know if Prim is the sister... And they get, she gets selected to the Hummer Games. The younger sister is, but Katniss takes her place. You, you also get uh, introduced to Pete, Pita. Uh, and also, you know, 
I don't know who the books were written for or what areas are written. But I was like, is this? I didn't know if this was like a British movie made in America or if this was an American took a British novelty and was like, all right, we'll make it. I don't know this, the exact... Uh, how I know that Hunger Games was a book, but I don't know if... Because I was like, who the fuck is a Katniss? I never heard that name in my life. Katniss. And I, and I was thinking, yeah, that sound, kind of sounds British. And then... And, and then I know PETA, because not Peter, but PETA. I was like, okay, well, that kind of sounds British. Just, I didn't know if there was an overall, I don't know if there was a British flair to the whole thing. And also kind of looked like a, you're a really European-esque, uh, done up in that way. Especially with the, the hierarchy of the Pan Am government, you know, which is shown by snow and... You know, and then the games, the games overall, I think just, you know, kind of reminded me of something British or European. It could be, it could be totally, it could be a play on also the American games. Like, uh, I, I was thinking like American Idol the whole time. I was watching it. They had the really eccentric uh, game show host type of dude. Kind of reminded me of, kind of reminded me a little bit of American Idol. Like, um, you know, Ryan Seacrest was... I don't know. I don't remember that guy's name. But it was all that show. So anyways, they do the reaping and you get introduced to all these characters. And at first I was like, all right, they're not going to kill kids in the movie. Are they? And let alone show them actually being like fucking killed. I thought maybe like, oh, so-and-so stars. I thought, I thought they were going to shy away from a lot of that. And actually it kind of, it kind of took me for a loop seeing kids actually like getting blown up uh other kids snapping the kids necks uh the main guy snapped one of the kids necks who he left on guard watch snapped his neck as uh katniss blew up their thing katniss dropped a whole hive of wasps on on a couple of people and it just they that those wasps just stung the girl to death mind you these are all kids no nah, i don't know in real life if they were younger than 18 but they were all supposed to be like 13, 14, 15 years old, 11. Rue got a fucking um, a spear thrown right into her gut. Um, and there and then uh, Katniss just straight up murked the dude with the bow and arrow. Uh, there was people cutting each other. I don't know if there was a full-on decapitation, but throwing knives and uh, stabbing people, you know. It was just one of those things, like, I was like, holy shit, like, you know, and especially, especially when you get involved into the games and they start telling them, look, you got to fight because there's only one of you is going to survive, one out of the 24. They take two from each um, district. And, you know, only one of you is going to survive. And the, and the mentor, uh, Hitman, or I forgot what his name was. Uh, it was Woody, not Woody, was it Woody Harrelson? I think it was. But he's, he's like the champ that won it from District 12, which is where Katniss is from. It's probably one of the poorest, poorest districts. Um, he had won it there years ago, and he trains up her and PETA. Yeah, I gotta say the one thing overall, the one flaw of the whole movie, which doesn't get addressed until the second movie, was I was like, how come the kids didn't team up and look for an exit? Sort of, to me, this kind of reminded me of the Truman Show, where, like, the people in the Truman Show would do everything to try to steer Truman away from the border of the, of the bubble he was living in. Until one day he just fucking had enough, and he just took off to the border, and then seeing him, he was like, oh, this is an exit door. And he just exited the fucking show. To me, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I wonder how come the kids didn't band together over the years. Like, and just try to get out of the Hunger Games, like a squad of them. I I was wondering, kind of curious why they didn't try it. But, I mean, you know, so that, that, but that just, I think that gets addressed in the second one. Because, uh, anyways, Katniss and Peter win the Hunger Games, the first one. 
and it kind of ends there. Like, you see, to me, this was a, they, they told the whole story. Katniss and Peter are in the Hunger Games. They end up winning the fucking games. They, they actually end up kicking the last dude down, and he gets mauled by, like, these bear dog things. And uh, Katniss and Peter threaten suicide as they become what they call themselves the star-crossed lovers. And, uh, you know, but there's a whole love story, too, with uh, Katniss and the boyfriend that she grew up with. Uh, but there's that, I like the betrayal later on in the series. So, uh, so Peter and, and Katniss win. Now, moving on to the second movie, and I know I just skipped over a ton of shit, but uh, supposedly a lot of people seen that district. They started they started rallying around her for some reason because she didn't wasn't really exactly playing by the Hunger Game rules. Like they, were, they ended up having to modify the rules mid games a couple times. Ended up being two winners, and uh, Snow never liked that. He he ended up killing off the OG game maker. I don't know if he was OG. I think he was like the third one. Poisoned him. In comes the new guy who is uh, I can't think of his name. He rest in peace, homeboy. Uh, but if you if you know who the Hunger Games is, you know who that guy is. He comes in. He's a he's the next person of the games. So he sets up, and actually I'm not sure if that's part two, but he, they they set up a whole another Hunger Games, and uh, she's involved again. Uh, is that part two? I don't know. But anyway, see, they end up at this at another Hunger Games, and they're doing a whole tour, or actually they go on tour. And there's a lot of stuff happening. I, I see. I think the second Hunger Games is actually part three. But, or maybe it's part two. I'm not sure. But anyways, they, long story short, they get thrust back into the Hunger Games. And this time, for reals, they look for, well, I don't think she meant to break out. But she was like, fuck this. And she shoots Arrow. Mind you, they pick Hunger Game victors from other, the quarter, the third quarter quell is what they were calling it. Um, and fucking, she's in it again, and ultimately, they form an alliance, and they bust out, which answered my question from the first one, they end up busting out of these fucking games, which is all, I was like, yeah, that should have been from the jump, well, anyways, you find out later on that District 13 was around, that never faded, and now they are on the warpath against the capital, and they want to use the Mockingjay, Cadness as the fucking the symbol, the leader to rally the troops, to rally the districts. They had said, Snow had said, and a lot of people had said that the districts were already on fire, like from the other Hunger Games. And then when she broke out, there was more rioting, and it's just so there was nothing more than just waiting out and seizing the moment, so to speak. But getting all the way up to the last one, where I where I really like how the movie, the whole series ended, was really good. Um, and then there's there's some good things about it, some things I didn't like about the very ending of the movie. But overall, basically, District 13's at the doorsteps of the Capitol. Katniss and company are well, actually, District 13 had already controlled. I think all the other districts, including District 2, which was supposedly the military muscle of the, of the capital. Katniss and company are breaking their way in. They want they want to kill Snow, but she wants to kill Snow because, of, you know, her and Peter get separated when they bust out and they're actually torturing Peter. And, you know, she's living with it on her end, too. Like, fuck, like, this is what's going on. So, anyways, what's, what's happening is... To rally the troops further, to, to further destroy any last, because the snow was well armed. He was well armed and well protected. Uh, you come to find out that the president coin carpet bombed all the citizens, or not the citizens, but the children 
that were in the Capitol. And that included Prim, uh, Katniss's sister. And, you know, they stormed the Capitol. District 13 went, supposedly they're freed. Now, Coin, you find out that she was, she kind of, and actually she kind of was like a dictator from the jump. Uh, but the true mastermind of it all was the dude who set her up from, I think, part two in the games. Uh, I can't think of Philip Seymour Hoffman, I think is his name. Yeah, I don't know his name in the movie. Uh, Thimblehurst or something like that. Thimhust. Philanthus or something like that. I forget his name. I, I, I watched the movie. I binged him, so I don't forgive me. I don't know anybody's name, but he was like the second in command in District, District 13 next to uh, President Coyne. Uh, he actually he actually was gambling that Katniss would end up somehow killing both Snow and Coyne, and he writes her a letter at the very end that you know she didn't disappoint. He was more um, he was aware that. That probably was what was needed to happen. And actually, I thought, I thought for a second when Snow tells Katniss, he's like, "Look, I surrendered like when you guys were at the Capitol, but Coin manipulated you guys to go further. She needed to draw in everybody, and she had the people killed. I thought she wasn't gonna believe that. I thought he, possibly he was lying." But he was like, look, I'm on my old deathbed. He's like, you know what? I fought you. You won. You guys beat me. Like, I was planning, and I guess she, I guess Snow had got into uh, talks with Coin about his surrender because they had him captured and he was just living out his days. When they decide to publicly execute him, Coin is standing above him like she's ready to assume control over the world, and Katniss fucking shoots her with there, which to me was a flip of the coin because I was like, you know what? Snow was a real piece of shit. And I felt like I would not have been satisfied uh, not killing him personally. So that's, that's they built up these two monstrous beings over the last couple movies. Snow being very monstrous and coin being the, the other side of his coin. And I, and I think that kind of is a uh, you know, the meaning of her name being Coin. Because Snow was one side, she was the other. But it's not, it wasn't, but it's two sides of the same coin, so to speak. Um, I kind of felt like, okay, well, I, I understand what they were, what they did there. Uh, so I, I was okay with uh, with her killing uh, Coin, and then the mob just ended up killing Snow. And then she goes, basically goes into exile, where she comes all the way back and, the, and her lover from the first one, who threw the movies, it, eventually he's okay with killing like civilians, and he ends up knowing that Coin uh, set up and killed everybody, and, she, and he knew about it. And then he comes and tells her, was like, well, look, I had no choice, you know. And I think the choice was made for him when he seen that she could not live without Peter. And he kind of that kind of broke him. Uh, I know there, there was a, there was a little love triangle going on there, but uh, I kind of feel like overall things happened the way they happened. The only thing I, I okay, so that my some knocks on it, I didn't agree with in the middle of the fourth movie. Somehow they have these alien beings. I don't know what they are. I think they're called mutts, but I don't know what they are. I don't know how they came to be. I don't know why they were in uh, the movie. Or maybe I missed something along the way. I'm not sure if that was fabricated like how they were making the the, the bear dogs in the first one, if that's the same thing. Or what they were. But I was like, well, I didn't, I didn't understand that. To a degree. They didn't understand it. Uh, I didn't understand that, and I don't know why they abandoned the whistle, like, uh, that was a big, huge part of part one, and then it kind of was, like, dipped off, 
and she just became the Mockingjay, and then, like, they never went back to the whistle, they never went back to, you know, her holding up the three fingers, like, pretty much, like, like, I didn't understand why they, and then I didn't understand, too, um, the, the only thing, I didn't understand, if Snow knew where District 13 was, and he knew, I don't know why he didn't have people posted up there ready to bomb fuck them to smithereens as soon as they came out of the hole. Uh, I kind of think, because they were allowed to escape shortly after they bombed them the first time. They were, like, out there, and they even sent a shitload of white flowers symbolizing that PETA was uh, in grave danger. So I didn't understand that. Uh, I kind of felt like Snow was either either A, overly cocky and confident and arrogant, or B, they just were like, they were just like, okay, well, we're going to have to figure it. We're going to have to just exclude that out of the movie because it's going to be hard to explain it either way. So I was okay. So there's just some things a little... But overall, I liked it. You know, you find out PETA and, and uh, Katniss end up having a couple of kids and, you know... They're living their lives, they're too, you know, and I kind of feel like they had the fairy, the fairy tale ending, even though their the entire time up leading up to it was rather diabolical to their, as I'm cut off there. I don't really know if phone call came in and ruined my train of thought, but I don't really know if, uh, if the love story could have been any other way, to be honest. I kind of feel like the, the way it ended was right. Uh, I feel like everybody got their ju- that their just dues. Uh, justice had been served round and round. There was a free election based off of a uh, popular vote, and they were going to try to work. And the horrors, that, the horrors that preceded them would not be repeated. They were going to try to not repeat what had happened. Uh, I like the overall that that guy had banked on the fact that Katniss was going to fucking kill off Snow and Alma, or he knew that it was possible, that was a possibility. Uh, Effie, I liked some of the characters. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure if that was, um, Lenny Kravitz in the movie. Uh, I'd have to really, I think his name was, uh, um, I'm not sure if it was Lenny Kravitz. It kind of reminded me it was. But I liked the movie overall. I, I enjoyed it. I kind of, I watched them kind of fast. So I could watch it now and have a decent conversation with somebody about it. But I didn't know nothing about it before. And I waited till now to watch them. Uh, but I, there's only some, they didn't leave very many questions for me unturned. Especially in the first one. Like, when the first one was done, unlike Dune and Dune, I'm like still wondering who's the emperor. I'm still wondering, like, there's so much to wonder. And then the Mockingjay part one, they had, you got a solid concrete story with a definitive end. And then, okay, these are some cliffhangers that could lead into another one. And it is a total different. And I like that they balanced uh, the severity of what was actually happening with some, like, lightheartedness to it, like, you know, when they're, <laughs> when they're talking to the, uh, the contestants about what they can do, you know, and they interview them, and the guy's like, they're on, like, American Idol, and they're being watched, that's kind of cool, and it kind of reminds me of, you know, just, just things along the way like that, it's like, wow, you know, like, um, that's how it kind of would go down if, if there was a, like, Black Mirror, if there was a, a show about kids killing each other for national TV, it would look just like that. You know, I'm, you know, and they were wagering bets on it and all kinds of stuff. I didn't really, you know, I didn't know the sponsors, you know, how they would send little items. I didn't get that. They kind of never went back to that. But at the end of the movie, the sponsors, I kind of made that connection that, like, the sponsors were overalls what actually triggered everything to collapse in the very last second because those little parachutes came down. And you're thinking, I thought for a second when they came down and the kids were reaching out to them that it, I didn't, I didn't see. This is this is why that movie is this, this movie is kind of good because it kind of had me like, 
fucked up at some point. So I was like, they just fucking killed every fucking kid in the Capitol at the last second. They carpet bombed them with bombs and the little fucking uh, things that came out of the plane that were supposed to be like things to help you, like in the Hunger Games. To me, that's why the, that's why it makes the Hunger Games really interesting and really good. Because I didn't think they were going to those places. You would not, you would not, in a fucking million years, see a Marvel movie do that. And I'm not even sure if The Mockingjay was rated R. I'd have to look at the parental ratings, but based on the fact that they're killing kids with bombs in a movie, and and Katniss's sister Prim is there, that just gets bomb fucked. You know, that's that's fucking harsh, harsh. I, I tip my hats. I try to tip my hat to the director because I, again, like in in part one, I did not see that shit coming, and I actually thought that the Hunger Games, even though people liked and told me it was a good movie, I kind of looked at the previews and I was like, oh, this is like little kids, and it's like, I kind of thought it was gonna be more like. Like kind of like Shark Boy and Lava Girl ish, like you know, like more of a kid movie, but it's sort of actiony. You know, I just didn't get the good, and then I didn't know that The Mockingbird was actually a good movie until, well, I didn't know, but every I was like, damn, they're making the fourth one, and everybody was our that was when everybody was real hype about it. And I didn't, you know, by that time it was too late. I was, I didn't, I'm not, I don't do that. I don't like watching movies out of order. As it is, I still am pissed off that I can't find the last Resident Evil um, on to watch anywhere. I've watched all the other ones, you know. But uh, the, the, I tip my cat to the director because I didn't, I, like I said, I didn't think there were some things I didn't think he was just gonna. There's, you know, in a movie, there's so many instances where you like think that they're not gonna go there, or that you're like, oh shit, like. Damn, they got that motherfucker fucked up. You know, there's just some things, and there's some instances, instances in some movies, like you just don't think are gonna happen. Like, you know, in Endgame, in Endgame, there's plenty of instances you don't think that Black Widow they're gonna kill her off. You don't think that Iron Man's gonna die off. You know, Vision they pulled his. You know, there's some instances like that, but see the difference between. Endgame and um, in Infinity War versus the Hunger Games. Could you imagine if Thanos rolled up and just shanked uh, uh, Little Morgan, uh, Tony Stark's Tony Stark's daughter? Could you imagine if if I, I can't imagine it? I can't really can't imagine because I don't really see Disney ever go into that. But the but the Hunger Games did, and to me it's like wow, like. You know, like, damn, they had they had kids killing each other, and the, and the adults were killing kids, and like, and the adults were, you know, and they carpet bombed, they burned down all the District 12, they, and they had a whole field of dead bodies. Like, it, it was really good in that aspect. In my eyes, that that's what made the Hunger Games really good. There's just some things I'm like unclarified about, especially in the last one, like the mutts, um, how they were making shit appear in the Hunger Games, but I think it was all digital. Uh, and then I was, like, wondering how come this didn't take place a lot sooner, because they let it get to 74, 75 Hunger Games before anybody was, like, let's attempt to fucking escape. I was, like, okay, and then, and then, you know, District 13. If I was the captain, I would not have let the ships leave District 13. You knew they were there. So just some negatives, but overall it was really good. I really, I really enjoyed the Hunger Games. I didn't, I didn't think I would like it, but when on Hulu I seen that all four were there, I was like, oh, I'll watch it. And I, and I watched part one. I was like, okay. I never watched it. My girlfriend told me, you know, yeah, she liked it. It was pretty good. So I, I watched it and I liked it. And then I watched parts two. And then I, once I watched part two, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna finish off three and four because I need to know how this ends. I need to know how it ends. I, I, Snow wasn't dying. Shit was getting out of control. And you, at the end of it, I'm, I left kind of satisfied. Um, that Katniss got 
point and snow got snow was already dying anyway so uh you didn't get the satisfaction of her uh putting an arrow through him but you know basically uh snow part two was right up above him and she did the right thing in shooting him so that's it for this episode i'm gonna get this posted up uh i give the hunger games overall probably like eight or eight and a half out of a ten that's what i'm official it's probably like a b plus uh, it's a little bit far from perfect. It's a little bit on the kiddish side. You gotta kind of have a taste for the movie. But overall, I mean, it was really good. And I, I, I like the plot twist and all the loose ends at the end. Um, the, the intro movie was really good. Uh, it was a little bit better than Dune. Dune, to me, you know, it could be better as it goes on, but we shall see. So that's a little bit of movie talk for you guys. I'll get this posted up, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. Uh, follow me TikTok and wherever else, Instagram or Twitter, whatever, wherever you're at. I don't know. Follow me, motherfuckers. Anyways, I'm out. Laters.